0: Welcome to another edition of Under the Bus. Three old guys who've been on a few buses in our day, extolling the virtues of sport, but also throwing a whole lot of sports people under the bus. I'm Bob Stevens from ESPN Center, uh, Sports Center's Glory Days, joined by Curry Kirkpatrick of Sports Illustrated's Glory Days and Hall of Fame coach Rich Basirico, who just has nothing but Glory Days in, in his world.
1: Huh? I wish, I, I wish, <laughs> world. I wish, I wish.
0: The world is all about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs and Brock Purdy's 49ers in the Super Bowl in Vegas. Curry, who do we throw onto the bus first? Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson or Lions coach Dan Campbell?
2: <laughs> how about Dan? How about Dan Campbell? How about we start with him?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rich, yeah. Rich,
2: Rich, Rich, you're a coach. Give me your uh, give, give me your decision making in those uh, three fourth downs.
1: Well, you know, I like that he's aggressive. I really do like the aggressive. And, you know, we, we I've said this before. Coaching would be easy if you knew what the end result was going to be. You know, when you make those decisions, <laughs> if you know what's going to happen, obviously no. don't make that decision. If he, he thought they were going to get – I just didn't like the play calling. I thought it was good that he went for it, but I just didn't like what they I – mean, they were throwing downfield. Get the first down. You only got to get three yards or two yards. You know, they threw some passes to their tight end. They have two very good tight ends. Get – Um, Just get the ball in his hands. LaPorter is terrific. He's a rookie tight end. He's outstanding. Uh, He was leading receiver on the team that game, uh, for most games actually. But uh, I just thought the play calling was good. The decision making I I, I liked. The play calling I didn't like.
2: Well, you know, Campbell coaches like he's still a player. I mean, players (laughs) all want to go for it, and you know, they're they're the go for it boys. So, you know, at the end of the first half, though. I thought right. he'd go for it. I thought he'd go for the T D. Even if he doesn't make the T V, he probably makes the first down and he continues on and he can get the right he can get the T D on the next play. I was I was kinda surprised he went against, you know, his nature there and kicked a field goal in it and it didn't put him up uh it put him up what twenty four seven instead of twenty eight seven.
0: Right.
2: Uh I think it's a big difference. Um
0: uh, I think momentum
2: seven. yeah. I think momentum is a real thing in, in, in pro football, especially the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when he, when he, when he kicked the field goal instead of going for the touchdown, I, I was kind of surprised. I, uh, you know, you said it'd be easy if you knew the result. It reminds me of, you know, the, the whole Detroit thing. I think Bob, you might've brought this up a couple of weeks ago, reminded me of the old drunken quarterback, Bobby Lane, who's a great player from Detroit. He was, he was traded to Pittsburgh in 1958. And he proclaimed that Detroit will never win anything for 50 years. Well, he was off by about 16 years because, you know, they got to this game. But Lane also, who was a, you know, a noted alcoholic, late in his life, he he made the great statement. He said, if I I knew, if I had known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. (laughs) And, you know, if Campbell, if Campbell had known his defense was going to collapse, And, uh, you know, he probably would have uh, gone for the touchdown at the end of the half. But I'm like you, Rich. But I'm like you, Rich. They ran the ball, I think, 21 times in the first half, 178 yards or something. They were just gashing. Right. They were just gashing the team. And then they stopped running the ball in the second half. I mean, they had three – Detroit had three runners, I think, at the half who had more yards than McCaffrey who's the leading uh, rusher in the in, 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 in
1: league. And all of a well, sudden. You know, they stopped running, right? If yeah, you, but I think they panicked. I think they panicked. If you know that you're in four-down territory, right, and third down, you got two downs, to get three yards, you run the darn ball. They were running all over them, like you say, Curry. I don't know why they stopped. I think, they, I think coaches overcoach sometimes. Go with what works for you. Go with what works for you. And they were pounding them. I mean, they were pounding them. Go for it. I Like I said, I I, I think what he did, I I like what he did. I just thought the play calm wasn't
2: very good. It was stunning. And then the two two fourth downs that he went for instead of kicked a field goal, he didn't run the ball those two times either.
1: Right. You know, uh,
2: uh, uh, Goff threw a nice pass to Reynolds on on one, and Reynolds dropped the ball. Well, Well, you know, that's what a guy from Cutstown State does. Then on the second one, you know, he has Goff rolling out, Instead of, as you said, he's got Montgomery and the, and the rookie, who's who were having terrific games, and he doesn't give him the ball to yeah. get the fourth then, down, get the first
0: down, and then down in that last thirty seconds when he had to be saving timeouts, he did run the try to run the he ball did run, yeah. at the goal line, and, and and it didn't work. And yeah, it. I I think you hit on it, Curry. I think it's it's a momentum game. He had the momentum in the first half, and he backed off just a touch. And then in the second half, he had to break the momentum. Scoring three points might have broken the momentum because the snowball was rolling all over him, and and he didn't. You know, he continued to go for it, and and I don't. Again, like you said, Rich, I don't mind him going for it. His play calls were were probably a little shaky. Still, well, a great play, a great year.
2: The play calls are done by the the offensive coordinator, supposed to be a genius, Ben Johnson. Right. who's supposed to be getting the Washington commander's job. I mean, I didn't hear any blame go to him. I mean, he's the play caller, right?
1: <laughs> That's right. Both
0: coordinators are up, I think, for the for the Washington job. Uh, yeah. The course, with all of, that,
2: of course, with all of that said, it, it took the uh, miracle bounce <laughs> pass to Brandon Ayuk off his helmet to change the whole game. That changed the game. Right. I mean but that, that the play
1: too and that fumble that was, was one, that one that of the fumble. great ones.
2: Well, the fumble was right after that. But the but the yeah. the the helmet, the, the bounce pass, I call it the the greatest <laughs> bounce pass in history, bounce off a guy's helmet into Ayuk's hands. And Ayuk said after the game when he, he told um he told Aaron uh, Aaron Andrews that he found a ladybug on his shoe but before the game, of course.
0: That's good <laughs> luck.
2: That's good luck. How
0: about the yeah. other game? uh kansas city you know what that mahomes guy's pretty good he's terrific I think he's, he's been the underdog now two weeks and he'll be the underdog going into the super bowl how do you make patrick mahomes an underdog to brock purdy uh
1: that's that's a good question but when you look at 49ers think about it they have the best running back they have a terrific tight end maybe not as good as kelsey but he's pretty darn good and then their wide receivers are better than the wide receivers from Kansas City. Kansas City, and then plus their defense is very good, San Francisco. But Kansas City's defense is terrific. But if you're going to throw anybody under the bus, I mean, Jay Flowers, the rookie receiver, oh. you know, he gets called oh. for taunting, taunting. Then he fumbles the ball going into the end zone. And then he slams his hand on the bench and, and
2: cuts it his And gets a laceration. It gets a laceration. How bad could that be?
1: Taunting, fumbling, and, and cutting your finger. That, yeah, the that trip was the embarrassing. You caught the pass. Get up and get ready to go score. They get, they have to push the ball back 15 yards, and then he tries to reach across the goal line. Come on. That's yeah. awful. And, and Lamar Jackson, why doesn't he run the ball? That's his strength. His strength well, is again. running the ball. He's passing. They, he had eight rushes, and there were only eight other rushes by three players, so they rushed the ball 16 times in the game. Lamar Jackson's not a great passer. He, is he? He's average. He's decent, but man, running the ball, everybody that's what they have to defend him running it. He never took he really never took off like he should have, yeah, uh, both so both losing,
2: both both losing teams didn't run the ball in the second half. I mean, they went away from you know what they do. I thought flowers, I thought that was the key play of the game, though, rich. he uh, his name his name is Zavian – They call him Zay because his full name is Xavian Kivan Flowers. Kibon has two ends, two ends, nervy, nervy, and naughty. And I thought the taunting was the taunting was ridiculous. Zay Flowers is the Zay Flowers is the eleventh of fourteen children. He has thirteen oh, wow. brothers and brothers and sisters, and he acted like a little bitch looking for attention on the, from his from his siblings on that on the whole sequence. I mean, well, you're right. He gets taunting, and and then and then you know he taunts he taunts uh, spe- uh you know the defensive back is it Spears, one of the great defensive backs in the league, yeah, uh, yeah. and and then the football gods got him on the next play when he goes and he fumbles in the end zone and Spears gets him there. Um, yeah, I thought that was a key key play of the game. But you know, Big even key. even before the game, that the, the it it seemed to me Baltimore lost their composure. And, uh, you know, even in, remember at the pre-game, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey kept moving Justin Tucker's kicking equipment. Did you see that? <laughs> and forget, they had this little tiff. They had this little tiff. And I think it was all psychological. Yeah. And then, because one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, Col- uh, Baltimore players went and punched the Chiefs guy in that pre-game thing. They had to separate the whole teams. And then. During the game, I mean, Kelsey was terrific, right? He was. I mean, he up. was. I thought. I thought on their first drive when Mahomes threw the touchdown pass to Kelsey, who who caught it over over the great defensive back. Um, I, I thought that was a real key to the game because he took he kind of took the juice out of the crowd. They got yep. up real quick, you know. He threw two touchdown passes. They got up quick, fourteen, and uh, they never looked back after that. But I thought. I thought Baltimore then just lost their composure. They started trying to hurt people. I mean, that one guy hit hit um, Mahomes in the face. Uh, yeah. Kelsey kept getting oh, into it, with,
1: yeah.
2: it. Yeah, Kelsey kept getting into Van Vanoy, and he got Van Hoy to headbutt him. Remember that? And they got the penalty. And Kelsey's yeah. laughing. And it was, I mean, Kelsey's a trip. I mean, you got to give it to this guy. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Swift he's, or no he's Taylor like Swift. Sandy.
1: You know, yeah, he was the leading he obviously he was the leading receiver for Kansas City at eleven catches for one hundred and sixteen yards. And then Laporte was the leading receiver for Detroit with nine catches and ninety seven yards. where all of a sudden tight ends are the leading receivers. Well, I mean, that really hasn't happened often in the NFL. Uh, this year it has, but in past years, you know the the tight end was, you know, he caught the ball once or twice during the game, but now they they're looking for their tight ends more and more. Um, which is great, which is really good. The losing team,
0: probably their best pass catchers are their tight ends. I mean, Baltimore, Andrews finally got to play, but although they never looked for him, even when they started throwing the ball around in the second half, they didn't throw it to him. And then, uh, you know, San Francisco, we're going to see Kittle Kittle. in the Super Bowl, probably catch eight balls for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Mm And uh, he and Kelsey are going to be, Critical to the, to what happens uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, I've, read,
2: I know- I've read a lot. I've read a lot after the game how Mahomes and Kelsey um, they just they're just so connected. Um, some guy was saying he went to the Chiefs and, and he he looked at all his play calling. Then he watched Mahomes and Kelsey in practice, and they never did anything. It was on the play call list. I mean, it's all like it's all natural to them. Wow. Kelsey doesn't run. Kelsey doesn't run routes. He just no. runs out there and, and gets <laughs> and gets open, and then Mahomes <laughs> just runs around and tries to find him, and they they connect.
1: I mean, it's, it's, like it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's like growing up playing touch football. You diagram on yeah. your hand, like you go out and turn around. When you look <laughs> at Kelsey routes, Curry, you're so right. What is he just runs out and finds open space? Yeah, and yeah. He gets it to him. He doesn't. He doesn't outrun people. Or he doesn't make great cuts. He just runs to the open space. And, well, he and,
2: yeah, uh, he looks like he's, he's he's looked like he's scattered he's scatter shot ru- running around like he's looking for Taylor in the in the
0: in the <laughs> box. Where is she? And then let's close. <laughs> let's close with a little note on Taylor. She's supposed to be playing in Tokyo, the last of a four night run, the night right. before the Super Bowl. But because of the dateline and because of private jets and all that stuff. She's going to make it home uh, or to Vegas anyway for the Super wow. Bowl if they can find her a place to land. She can't get into Vegas; all the slots are full. But they, wow. if they can right? get her to L.A. and uh, they can drive her uh, or transport no, her no, somehow. No, no, no. no they're going to find
2: her it. No, the no, no. They'll find a spot for a plane. She's going to be seventeen hours ahead in Tokyo, so she's going to get there. She's going to get there before sunup of of Super Bowl. I think might they'll find a, a spot for a play. Well, but, but listen, that's two weeks from now. This coming Kelsey. week, there's no there's no football. But there still is Taylor Swift because Sunday night is the Grammys. And she's going to be at the Grammys Sunday night. And, and are, are we going to bet that Kelsey might be there?
0: Ooh, <laughs> you would imagine there's a spot at the table for bet. him, huh? <laughs> the, the,
2: the, the, Chiefs are, the Chiefs are, what, one and a half dog in the, in the Super
1: Bowl? Yeah, yes, that's uh, again, that, like that, One that and a
2: half. Me. I yeah, give I Kelsey really give a better. I, I give Kelsey a better chance of one and a half to get to the Grammys on Sunday.
1: <laughs> I think, I think you know, so. I'm talking about flying her plane, if she has enough money, they can build an airport for her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. Uh, you know, you saw them kiss on the field. I guess everybody saw that. But right before uh, that, I saw some video. Kelsey is wiping the slobber and snot off his nose just before he kissed her. Oh my God. It was, it was such a yuck. It was a yuck. Taylor Taylor's written a song about that, by the way, it's called Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> but did you oh, see, did you, did you see the great clip of her giving a fist bump wave to Andy Reed, who was on the podium? And Andy yes, looks yeah. right down at Taylor Swift and points there. I mean, it's so sweet, this thing. It's getting out of hand.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm just stop, glad they're huh? really, I'm just glad their relationship is finally out in the open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, such a secret for so long.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right, up next, the favorite sport of two out of the three of us. You figure out which two college hoops next. Plenty of bodies to go under the bus. Welcome back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens along with Curry Kirkpatrick and Rich Basirico. Uh, We're going to talk college hoops. I'm going to start this discussion because then I'll probably be done. Uh, I'm going to start it with Caitlin Clark, uh, the Iowa junior superstar. She's just four games away, maybe less than two weeks from breaking the women's career scoring record. She's less than 10 games away from Pistol Pete's men's career record. Wow. She's still got another year left if she wants it. Tickets for road games against uh, road game against Northwestern this week, probably because it's Chicago and Chicago sports fans haven't seen anybody win in quite a while. Tickets for a road game at Northwestern are going for 1300 bucks. Iowa Northwestern women She's made about 3 million in NIL money in her career. She's, she's the story these days.
1: Well, she's um, an outstanding player. She's she's amazing. Her range <laughs> and her jump shots is is unbelievable. Where she shoots her three from is like you can't. I, I can't even think about even taking a, attempting a shot from there. And she's bearing those.
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's watched her all year. But I thought the 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 best. You know, if if I'm going to pay that, I'd like to see them lose to see Caitlin run onto the court again and s- <laughs> boun- get get bounced around because that was the funniest <laughs> Caitlin Clark moment. Uh, and I uh, hope I hope her team doesn't lose much because she goes. You know, she's angry. She goes on the court looking for somebody to bounce. To and so Corey, we stuff. weren't the only
1: people that thought that. There were other people that thought this. Is I know. I know.
2: Well, yeah. it looked that way. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize
2: she's friendly. that. Well, I didn't realize she's that close to my my boy Pistol Pete. Though she's she's what ten games away from less than ten. she's
1: ten
0: games away from his yeah.
1: But there's got to be a side note. Pistol Pete didn't have a three-point line.
2: That's true. That's true. Just just think what, what he would have scored with three-point. Oh,
1: he would average 60.
0: Yeah. Do but, I remember but, him yeah, yeah. shooting? I mean, he shot all the time, but how much of it was, was that far outside? He was such a great ball handler. He could get in. And it seemed to me a lot of his stuff was 18 to 20 feet and not so much – now, had there been a three-point line, he'd have been probably yeah. been behind. Right, right? Exactly.
2: exactly. Well, he did He did a lot of outside shooting, though. I remember one great game that I saw him in in Hawaii when he was a – I think it was his sophomore, junior year. And uh, he played against St. John's, Rich. And uh, this was in the Rainbow Classic or something. It was an early game, second or third round. And um, he, St. John's was up by 10 at the half. And Pete had like twenty or something in the second half. Pete Maravich scored forty points, and he ended the game. LSU ended the game winning by ten, and the entire uh, St. John's team, which was mostly African Americans, they hadn't seen Pete Maravich for this. You know, this was this was before the internet, before TV showed much college basketball. They went out and they embraced Pete. They, did, they just went out. and they, they had just been destroyed, and they all went out and embraced Pete Maravich. It was an unbelievable scene in Hawaii. That's
1: pretty. Cool. Yeah, I saw him.
2: That's I would. Cool. I saw him. You know, I did a b- bunch of stories on him from even in his NBA career, and uh, he's still the most amazing player I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: Pete. Maravich, I don't think you'll ever but, see a player like that again. What yeah, could do. Basketball. He's amazing. I um uh, I work with are we seeing his... one though in Caitlin Clark? I'm saying it again. Is are we seeing one though in
0: Caitlin oh. Clark? Is is she pistol crazy like he was And in, in,
2: in pistol Clarkson? femme? Yeah, she plays a lot like him. I mean, and she looks you know, she's she's all this gangly arms and legs, which is what yeah. pistol was. Yeah, it's it's um it's a good uh comparison.
1: Well, I was going. I was going to say I, I worked at a basketball camp with uh, one of Pistol's teammates who played in the backcourt with him, and I asked some questions about Pete, and he said, you know, we'd be on a fast break and we'd be, you know, if I was trailing the play, sometimes he said I would stop and just watch to see what he was going to do with the ball because we never knew what he was going to do with it. He literally said I would stop at half court and just and watch what he was going to do with. it. Uh, He says he's absolutely amazing with the basketball. And you never knew it was coming your way because he'd do different things. And some of the things he just he said he would invent things that you never would imagine that he would do. Funny story is his dad would after games, they would have to Pete would have to sign basketballs for people. You know, so his father pressed would say to the players, look, we don't have a lot of time in the locker room here how about everybody grab a basketball and just sign his name? So there's plenty of Pete Maravich autographs out there that he didn't sign. It was done by his teammates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, to, stuff. To, get to, to get to modern day uh, basketball, Rich, it's about time uh, people started l- looking at these number one seeds and, You know, bracketology experts are going crazy already, putting brackets up and where teams are going to go and so forth. I saw where, uh, you know, the top four seeds are now Purdue, Connecticut, Houston, and North Carolina. I don't know if you saw the Houston game last night. They had a great game against Texas in Austin. It was a great game, game went overtime, and Houston has a guard named Shedd. uh, who is a point guard who is just terrific in the game? He had 25, and uh, I think I think he's going to be first team all American. Jamal Shedd, he's a senior there, yeah. and he's been plays terrific defense. But I was going to say, Lenardi, the bracketology guy, has Carolina as the as the number one enough seed in the West, but okay. being. But being the fourth Connecticut, Purdue, and Houston all have better records. So Carolina would get the West. And unfortunately, then he's got us playing Ariz us. I say us. Um, by that I mean Ontario's got he's got them playing in the regional final against Arizona in Los Angeles. But Los Angeles is Arizona's second home court. So right, right. I don't like I don't like that one.
1: But I, I like the matchup for North Carolina against Arizona. Arizona is not playing well at all.
2: Uh, well, I, wait I, a minute. Wait a minute. I know you think they're overrated, uh, Rich. They got beat on the road by Oregon State on the weekend. But then the next next day or two days later, they come back and destroy Oregon on Oregon's home court. And Caleb, right. Love, Caleb Love could have had 50 in that game. <laughs> he had 25 or something at half. He got 37. He could have got fifty in that game. Yeah. I mean, they were terrific. I, I, no, I, really, I disagree. Don't get
1: me don't get me wrong. They're good. They're good. But I, I think they're think, really good. I think North Car- I think North Carolina. If they played, if, they, if that does happen, they play each other. I'm, I'm North Carolina wins that game in my
2: Well, opinion. but if they're playing in Los Angeles,
1: well,
2: that's my point. If they're playing in Los Angeles, that's a home court for Arizona. Yeah. I think yeah. Arizona is going to end up a number one seed. But but moving on. Uh, Rich, did you see the Duke Clemson finish? Yeah, don't if it's so controversial. It
1: makes me it makes me sick. Every you time think? you play a Duke, you get hammered by the <laughs> officials. It's <laughs> sickening. It really is sickening. Over the years, it's embarrassing those officials do what they did. You know, the last three possessions from for Duke, they shot foul shots. At fifteen, foul, seconds, foul, foul, foul. I know well, foul shots.
2: So Bob, Bob, now. Uh, yeah. Put this in your memory bank. That's not me saying it; it's Rich Becerico
1: saying it. I, I got that. Okay. I
0: got, you got that. that. Hey, Duke, Carolina this weekend.
1: A great, well, as always, a great game.
2: Duke yeah, will, uh, that, Duke wins.
1: I mean, excuse me, North Carolina. I'm sorry, North Carolina wins that. North it's Carolina. in
2: Chapel Hill, so I think we have the edge. But you know, yeah. getting back to the Duke game at the end of the game, they did call. Uh, you know, PJ Hall, who's Clemson's best player and Filipowski, Duke's best player, they both had four fouls going down the end of the game. And I'm saying there's no way they're going to foul these guys out. And sure enough, they kept going to Hall and Filipowski, both teams. And you're, you're right, back and forth. But right the second to last call, um, they did call Filipowski on a foul and fouled him out of the game. P.J. Hall made two free throws, and that put Clemson ahead by one. Now, Duke's got the ball, and all they do is go down and I'm sure uh, rat junior Shire said to, to a proctor, the point guard, just drive in the lane. Cause they're right. going to, you're going to get the foul. Just go in the lane. Get the call. And right. the thing that, the thing that disturbed me about the call was if he'd have taken a good shot and gotten fouled, I could have seen it, you know, call a foul, but he didn't deserve the call, Rich. He was flopping and falling into the lane and he threw the wild thing up there right. and they called a foul anyway. And you know, Tom Crean in the studio, his point was that if the refs the refs weren't calling anything all game, and all of a sudden at the end they called, you know, any everything in the lane they called, right. called foul. Right. That's not good. That's not good. I, I, right.
1: I agree. And usually officials at the end of the game don't make any calls because they want the players to decide the game, and there are times they should be making a call. But at Duke, when Krzyzewski was there, and now – uh, it, they every call goes their way. It's, emba- it's embarrassing for officials the way they make their calls down the stretch like that. It's terrible. The, um, the last three possessions, there was a foul called on Clemson. It's it's terrible. You
2: know, yeah, it's tough how to get some it. guys, tough let, to you get play? The you guys let
1: you play that no fouls are called in the last 30 seconds, and these guys are calling foul in the last three possessions. Inconsistent. That's terrible.
0: Rich Curry has put the, put the Carolina blue haze over you now. Come on. <laughs> You, there, you you, there you go. There you go. you're coming under his spell. I would love to get to. I would love to get to, but I'll wait till next week because they'll still be. It'll still be a story because they'll still be terrible. I want to talk to you guys about how <laughs> awful USC and UCLA are. I, I watched them play this last weekend for about five minutes, and I couldn't take anymore. It was so unwatchable. Unwatchable. So unwatchable. But I want to. I want to get to you guys, and we'll do it next week. Uh, about just how bad and how they could how they could get to be so bad after <laughs> decades of being pretty darn good. Bronny James scores two points. What I'm getting to is a transition into we're going to talk about the NBA. His dad, who hopes to play with his son someday, just played against his 10th different son of a different father he'd already played against. How wow. mind-boggling what is that? A, what a great stepdad
2: that. That's a great stat.
0: Great...
2: Huh? Wow. We, we got more wow. mind-boggling stand. NBA
0: numbers and a new generation of tennis and golf stars. We're going to hit Curry's favorite other sport, tennis, when we come back under the bus. Welcome back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens along with Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick. Best NBA game this past week was probably uh, Steph Curry and LeBron. Curry goes off for 46. LeBron gets 36. Great game. But those are the old guys. I mean, we got Donsick going off for, what, 73? and Bede going off for 72. Two guys score in the 60s. Uh, is there any defense rich is there yeah. any defense anywhere no. in the nba
1: when does the nba play defense in this year it hasn't happened until the playoffs now the playoffs they step up a little bit but there, there's no defense. Watch, that's why I can't watch it. I can't watch NBA games until the playoffs because they just –
2: Thank run you. Down the Thank you. These are all – Bob, Bob these, these scoring exploits, these splurges, they're all vanity projects. I mean, one guy gets 60 and I'm going to get 70. One guy gets 70. And, you know, they all, of course, did it on the anniversary of the week of Kobe, uh, Kobe's sure. 81, Kobe Bryant's 81. So they're all going to try and match Kobe. You know, it's ridiculous. And, and even even the lebron curry matchup match okay come on it's in uh what is this january it yeah. it, it, does, it does And and both teams are out of the playoffs as we speak now right golden state and los yes. angeles yep. they they're, uh, you know
0: lakers are of, in but but they're way down yeah yeah none on, of that.
2: this matters none of this matters i mean let's no, that,
0: that's, <laughs> well, one thing i like about the nba right now and i still think i think this is better than what we had back at the turn of the century gosh that sounds like a long time ago but when nobody could even score a 100 I think this is at least better than that but the three best teams in the NBA West right now are Minnesota Denver and Oklahoma City that's kind of cool to see you know some of the other teams moving up the Knicks are fourth in the east rich yeah but here's, here's, yeah, what, I, here's what here's what base. I
2: love about the here's what I love about the NBA a couple of weeks ago, Embiid played uh, Jokic in this great game in Philadelphia, right? They both got like right. 40, 30, and it was this great game. Now they play the rematch in Denver over the weekend, okay? Guess who yep. scratched minutes before yep. the game? Embiid. Do you know the last time Embiid played in Denver? 2019. Six <laughs> years, five years ago is the last time he suited up for Denver, in Denver. Because of the altitude, so the altitude or something, altitude. are you think these yeah, are yeah. all injuries or is he ducking? Is he ducking? I think I he's think, ducking. It's ridiculous. I think he's ducking. Absolutely. And now, what's more important is, he's six missed games now from being ineligible to win the MVP award. You know, there's this new rule. Oh, wow. in the, NBA, the new rule the yeah. NBA put in: you have to play 65 games to be eligible for for postseason awards. Embiid okay. six missed games away from being ineligible to repeat his MVP. That's pretty important, I think. And he wasn't even, you know, know, Philadelphia didn't even put him on the injured list before the game against Denver. And all of a sudden, he said he had soreness in his knee, and he doesn't play in the rematch. Come on, (laughs) NBA. NBA's a joke.
1: <laughs> how about back, <laughs> back in the day, did you ever see it, like Russell or any of those chain all those guys ever be hurt like this and be out? Didn't that Kuzo, oh, yeah, all those yeah. guys? How, those about Wichita, how about Jordan? How about Jordan? I
2: don't think how about Jordan? I don't think he missed what four or five games a year. They didn't right. play. If that that's right.
1: Yeah, they want to take days off. And they, I mean,
2: crazy. how no, but is that an amazing stat that Embiid hasn't played in Denver in five years? What are you that's kidding the, me? Yeah, that's a crazy step. Yeah. Well, hey,
1: right that, Does that tell you something about him that he doesn't want to go up against the best? Yeah, that be better. It. Be
2: better, NBA. <laughs> Meanwhile,
1: All right, let's talk about tennis. another
0: net sport and, and, and let you go, Kerry. Uh we're going to talk about the other net sport. Two new winners in the Australian Open. Or actually a repeat winner on the women's side, but but two young guns uh and and more young guns on the way. Tennis is really turning over, isn't it?
2: Well, you know, I, I, last la- I wish I'd have had a mention last week because I was going to pick Janik Sinner to win, to win the uh, Australian, the young Italian. He's 22 years old. He looks three like ones. he's about, he looks like he's about 12, but he's been a comer the last two or three years. You know, he's he. The reason I would have picked him is he had beaten Djokovic three of. I mean, Djokovic. Uh, What's his name? I get him confused. Djokovic.
0: Djokovic
2: he had beaten him three or four matches in the last in the last couple of years including in the davis cup they play nobody cares about the davis cup anymore but it's a round robin these days and uh italy beat uh, serbia with him beating uh, beating jo- jokovic in the final in in uh, he had he was three match downs he still won the match so the guy can play jo- jokovic and uh it was the first time italy's won the Davis Cup in fifty years, and wow. Sinner, you know Sinner. I don't know if you saw much of him, but he's all he's 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 twenty two and he looks like he's about twelve, and he's got yeah. the skinniest legs. He looks like he's got these giraffe legs. He's all arms and legs on the court, and uh, his legs are so skinny they look like he's going to splinter and he's going to fall over at any time. Plus, he's a redheaded, an Italian redhead.
1: You can't be redheaded and be Italian. Yeah, figure figure that. I know. He's, and he's got
2: all these redheaded curls. And they asked him <laughs> after the final how he kept his curls under his under his cap. He's a <laughs> he's a funny kid. You know, he's he's from the Tyrol region in northern Italy, which is right on the Austrian border. And he looks and acts more Austrian than Italian. I mean, he's very calm. He's very collected. He plays within himself at all times. That's why Federer loves Federer loves this guy, and he kind of says he plays like you know he plays within himself, and he never got upset. And uh, he doesn't have a temper.
1: He doesn't have a temper.
2: It doesn't seem like he has a temper, as I say. He's
1: not Italian.
2: As I say, he's he's more Austrian. (laughs) He's more Austrian (laughs) than Italian. And uh, I stayed up and watched his Djokovic match until like two in the morning. And, you know, he beat him 6-1, 6-2 in the semis, and he was on his way. And it's Jokovic won the third set in the tiebreak. But Jokovic, who's the best returner maybe in history, never had a break point against this kid. Wow. In four sets, he never had a break point, not to mention a break game. Uh, right. And it's the first time, I think, that I've seen Jokovic actually look old in a semi or a final and uh you know he was 10 for 10 at the australian open in semis and sinner sinner just took him out and then in the final sinner got behind medvedev two sets to love and it was no no problem he just kept on he just wore him out and at the end medvedev was exhausted and this of course he'd played a lot of five setters up to that time and and center just took him out so he's a okay. new star by the way he's beaten alcaraz like four of seven matches he's beaten alcaraz more than lost to him so i, I was just he, gonna ask
0: you: between center and alcaraz and medvedev uh do uh um, does djokovic ever win another major
2: that's a great question i i think he still has one or two maybe left in him but he, when he when he gets in against these young kids it's going to be tough for him. Uh, you know, the 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 clay in in, in Paris is not his best surface, um, and and uh, Sinner's coming on. There's Alcaraz there. I think uh, you know Sinner and Alcaraz played this great five-setter at the U.S. Open two years ago. It went like five hours and a half, and Alcaraz beat Sinner. But Sinner does have the have the edge on him in matches. Uh, there's this great group of guys that follow center around and because of his red hair because he once ate carrots on a changeover some some match he ate carrots there's these five Italian guys and they go around dressed as carrots and they show up at the <laughs> they show up at every major and they're they're at his match and they're all dressed as carrots they call them the carpa boys because karate <laughs> in in uh, in uh, Italian is carrot so
0: if if, gotta, uh, if we uh, skip watch for one. The, will it be the Pope? Cause now the Pope's a big fan.
2: Oh yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the Pope with Sinner, kind of like, uh, you know, Taylor Swift with, uh, with Kelsey. Wow. You should watch for that.
2: Sinner also, All right. Sinner also made it since Center also just real quickly. Sinner also made a big yeah. coaching move in the last year. He hired, uh, uh, Darren Cahill off the uh, ESPN out of the ESPN broadcast booth. Who's an Australian, hmm. former Australian player and a great coach. And, um, Cahill's worked on his service motion and his serve is a lot different than it was even a, even, even a year ago.
0: All right. Um, with no football this weekend, everybody's going to be watching Pebble Beach and uh, young Nick Dunlap back in action after taking a week off. Although he did turn pro during the week, uh, watch the kid play uh, at the greatest meeting of uh, land and sea in all of the world, Pebble Beach this weekend should be should be a whole lot of fun. And then next week we'll talk some more football. We'll well, Bob, the Super Bob Bowl. Dun, hey. Yeah,
2: Dunlap, Dunlap was on the TV, the telecast of the Auburn, Alabama uh, basketball game, sure. and they asked about turning pro. This was the night before, and he he dodged the question. Then he turned pro the next morning. Uh, huh. But but more 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 amazing to me, Bob, is that last week we had the first Frenchman. To win yes. on the tour since before World War One. Now oh, wow. that's more that's more amazing to me than a than a rookie. And yes, uh, this guy, this guy, uh, what's his name? Mateau Pavon. And yeah. Mister Mister Pavon. What he's in his thirties now, but he won on the tour. You know, a, a Frenchman winning on the tour. I, I read where Pavon has a a tattoo on the back of his right hand. And in uh, in French, it says the saliva that flows now will become the tears of joy tomorrow. What is huh. what is that all about? As if saliva <laughs> is a bad thing. As if saliva is a bad thing. I mean, you need spit to live. What? I don't get. I don't understand French. Maybe you can. Oh, but Bob, wait a minute. One last thing. Did you hear yeah. the radio? Did you hear the radio call of Pavone's victory? No. On. on on oh you this is this is can't miss audio there's a guy okay. uh, canal plus Canal plus is the french channel that televises the pga tournament okay. so there's a frenchman on there the frenchman on there his name was adrian tubiana and he does the call when pouvan when pouvan makes his his putt to win the tournament it is epic it sounds like he sounds like it, it's World War One has just finished, or <laughs> world peace, world peace has just begun. You've got to read this one. You got to you got to listen to this right. guy's call. Bob Stevens used to be my favorite radio golf guy, but I got a new hero now, Adrian. <laughs> a hero now. Adrian Throw me,
0: me under me the bus it. for this guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Good stuff. Hey, our thanks to our producer Wesley Kerr. Today, uh, we've run out of time. For Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick, we'll see you next week. Under the bus.
1: Ciao.